Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marcia, and we have a great show today. I have two wonderful guests on that I'd like you both to meet. They've uh, both actually been on the show, and um, one is Catherine Grant, Grant and not not Catherine, oh, Catherine Lane. Okay, it was last week. Okay, <laughs> and Eleanor Eleanor Parker. Eleanor, is it, how do I pronounce the last name so I don't do it wrong? Sapia. Okay, well, that's <laughs> right. You. I was going to say that, but I'm not good at this. <laughs> Some last names I'm not. Like we had Lane is okay and Cook is okay. And anyway, but these are two women that are really, you know, um, I, I feel they're very special. And I have just been doing articles for the Empowering Your Soul magazine and um, Jasmina Sidrowski. She has um, become a friend of mine, and I've already interviewed uh, Catherine, and it's a wonderful story on her and then I just asked Eleanor if she'd be um you know willing to do an interview and she will be doing one for the next I don't know exactly when it'll come out it's four times a year and I just finished Liette Reguen so these are people that really you know I want you to know because they're just they're very good at what they do and they have really good backstories and I think that's really important you know as that when we write we write backstories but when they're on the show sometimes my guess we don't talk about that but I want both of these women to tell you a little bit about their background because they are unique and uh, let's start which who wants to start okay I'm glad I don't have to say any of this okay I, uh, how about start. Catherine All right, let's go Catherine I know Eleanor would say that okay Let's go. We'll start with Catherine. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I enjoyed meeting you before, and then that's why I did the interview on you, and I find you so interesting. So tell us, tell everybody about some of your background and how you became a writer, because you have a quite a different background than most. Well, thank you, Marsha. And, Eleanor, it's a pleasure to meet you um, and I've just finished your book, but we'll talk about that later. Let me answer uh, uh, what Marsha asked me to do. Uh, I'm originally from Mexico, from northern Mexico, so Spanish is my native language, despite my name. I, I, am, uh, I have some English blood and some uh, Irish blood, but most of my blood is either uh, from the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spanish blood, or um, Mexican Indian blood. So I have Mexican blood. And I grew up in a kind of a bilingual area of northern Mexico uh, because we were close enough to the border that a lot of people did speak both, both languages. Uh, but then I um, 
got married very early in life, as most Mexican women of my generation did. And I went off to Australia with my then-husband and lived there for three and a half years, moved back to Mexico. The marriage wasn't working, so then I moved to the U.S., uh, started my college education all over again, and I wanted to be a painter, but that was the route to starvation. And I had a young son that I needed to provide for as well. So I enrolled in the Anderson School of Management in, at the University of New Mexico, and I became a certified public accountant and a certified management accountant about 180 degrees from the artwork that I had been doing, yeah, obviously. Right. Then yeah. I had a whole career with Johnson & Johnson around the world. I've been to 94 countries, and that's where I draw my writing from, is a lot of the countries that I had visited. And when I left Johnson Johnson after 20 years with them, I decided that I would write. And I am having the time of my life. I love what I do. Just love it. <laughs> well, you do a great job at it. Agreed. <laughs> you do a great Thank job. <laughs> so that pretty much gives everybody a, a synopsis of my background. Um, I do, let me just add, I have a wonderful husband. He's... Um, and he helps me with uh, all of my marketing of my books, which I wouldn't be able to do what I do without Bob's help. And so I, I got to add that family. most writers do not have the help you do from their husbands, most of the female writers. Most of the female writers we have on say their husbands don't even read their books, let alone know what they do. So you are very lucky to have this. <laughs> yes, I am, Marsha. <laughs> I know. Okay, and all right, so Eleanor, it's been a long time. You haven't been on for a couple of years, I think. It's a, is it a year? I don't know, it's longer. It's, I, I don't know how long it's I been. Think it seems like I forever. Think we're, we're all, I think it was, it was 2019. I think 2020 was kind of a blur for, for a lot yeah. of us. So yeah, it might you, might say, you might say that. I don't think you were. You weren't on last year. No, I wasn't. No, no, yeah, no not know. last year. No. Yeah. But you're here now, and you're here now, so I want I you to tell you know, as much as you want about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Nice to meet oh, you, welcome. Catherine. Yes, um, I was born in Puerto Rico um, to a military, in a military family. So we've, I've lived, oh, goodness, Europe and the U.S. probably half and half. Um, I then married um, an Army officer and had have two children who were pretty much raised in Belgium when we were stationed in Belgium. Um, and I came back as a, as a separated lady and divorced after 27 years. So it was, yeah, it was very um, yeah. interesting to be, yeah, divorced in your 50s and pretty much starting all over again, which I did. And I, I'd always been a painter. I, I've painted and exhibited um, since my probably my late 30s, uh, primarily in watercolor and uh, pastels, collage. And um, my 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 mom died in '92. When my dad remarried, um, his his new wife offered me a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I read the first, the book and did the you know the the month by month um, you know the journaling and the artist date, and a year later we 
we were in Belgium, and I invited five women to join with me, to do the book with me again. So at the end of that, pretty much it was, uh, it was I was so inspired, and, and, and painting was my life. I mean, I was still exhibiting in Belgium um, and selling work, uh, selling paintings, and I'd always written kind of little snippets of poetry, and I thought I could probably write a book, and that's when you don't know what in the world you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do that. I, that's, that's my life. <laughs> I, I do that on a daily basis. You know? exactly. One never knows. I, I don't know what it was, but I thought, well, I can do this. And and A Decent Woman started as a, a memoir, uh, sorry, not a memoir, a, a tribute to my grandmother, my Puerto Rican grandmother. So I realized how much I knew about her life and the stories, and, and, and I'd always read, you know, Puerto Rican um, writers, and I thought, you know, just so so silly. It seems like so, um, I can't even think of the word, just clueless that, that I could certainly write this book. So I wrote the book, and then life kind of happened, and I was all of a sudden separated back in the United States. My children were in university in the United States, and I finished the book. I was working. I was studying. So, again, I had to start all over again. And by 2011, I bought a house pretty much. I mean, I've seen it once in West Virginia where I'd never lived. I'd been once in my life. And yeah. something told wow. me that this, this, was, that this was what I was supposed to do because I wanted to write full time. I'd been a social worker. I had done, I graduated from massage therapy, I do Reiki, so I was doing everything, it was just coming to me, and I finally, you know, I had the time, and I thought, well, let me just explore all the areas I'm so interested in, and alternative medicine was, is, continues to be um, a, real, a real love of mine. So, I moved to West Virginia because I wanted to write full time, and at that time, I had the poetry but I kind of sealed it up because life was happening. I was going through a divorce, but I kept writing this poetry, but I never showed it to that many people. Yeah. I think the women in my Artist Way group had um, had asked to see it, so I think probably four or five friends, or still friends to this day, uh, had seen it, and they were they liked it. But, I mean, obviously it was about, it's all about timing in life. So I packed the yeah. poetry way, the decent woman, and and it was well received. I was just very, just thrilled. And and I discovered that painting was taking a back seat to writing, which is interesting because my life was painting with art, everything art. Um, but I was just, I I just it just consumed me. So I kept writing, started writing the laments, and not until 2020 did I realize that I had so much to say, and I thought, you know what, if I can't publish this, because poetry is very intimate. Yeah. It's not yeah. like a novel where you have characters and stories mm-hmm. and it's kind of, you yeah. know, make-believe, a little fiction, a lot of research, well, historical fiction anyway. But poetry was so intimate, and I thought, you know what, this is 2020. We're in a global pandemic. Yeah. The hell with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to publish it. So, <laughs> right. The publisher for my first book, um, Winter Goose Publishing, and Jessica Christie was she's a poet herself, and she 
And she, I approached her about two years ago, and I gave her the manuscript. But, of course, it had changed so much. So she and I, yeah, we, we're putting it out. We're putting it out. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be happier. I mean, if you feel a little vulnerable with poetry, I did not feel that with, um, with, uh, with the novels. I, I don't feel that way. Yeah, well, well poetry, right, it is personal, but, it, but, it, it, but in, in some ways it's really universal because it probably, I'm, I haven't read it yet, I ordered it, but, you know, it's, Thank you. It, is, it is personal, but in some ways, yeah. you know, whatever the feelings you're trying to show, other people mm-hmm. have those feelings. That's what makes people like poetry. Sometimes they go, oh, I feel like it. Or, you know, that reminds me of something I was thinking, but, you know, which is really hard because poetry is hard to publish, you know, so it's really great that you did that. Yeah, it is. It's very hard, but you know what? There are a lot of authors that want to do poetry, and I'm one that does poetry. I don't, I haven't done it in a long time, but I was thinking after I, you know, was reading some, you know, about your book, your new one, I'm thinking like, maybe I should Mm -hmm. take a shot, because it is hard, and you know, even when I was an agent, people would say, we don't want to look at anything with poetry, but people love poetry. I know. Well, I do too, and I've always loved poetry i think so and i think you know my closest girlfriends will say well i'll know which poems are yours and i said you know what you may not because just what yeah. you said marcia yeah you know everyone's had their heart broken everyone's had you know the yeah. one that got away <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? this well that you know what and that is stories and i think that's one of the things that authors uh mm-hmm. were you know, we all when we start to write, I think a lot of times I had that, and I know a lot of other people do. It's not us a lot of times. It's like what you're right. doing is feelings, and like what Catherine, like we're doing a books, but it's not us. It's our characters. It's what we're thinking. Yes. It's you know, inspirational. It's whatever, we're but convinced. it's not just us. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I, it I seems think like both of you are interested in the arts. You're both interested in the arts, and Absolutely. everything kind of relates back to each other. You know, so whatever well, you did in our work, you both can express through your writing. Exactly. I think I that's, think that's what right. happened to me. <laughs> mhm. Go ahead. Uh, what I, happened I'm to me was that I was up. going to uh, I was going to paint when I left Johnson and Johnson. And instead of going into painting, I decided I had more to write about because I traveled around the world and I had all these characters that kept speaking to me. And I thought, I think I'll try my hand at it. And I just love what I do. Like I've said already, just love every minute of it. But poetry, poetry is very special. And I think we've lost a lot of the tradition of poetry in the U.S., unfortunately. But um, having grown up in a Latin country, I also grew up with a lot of poetry. And I have done a little bit in order to, first of all, because I love poetry, and secondly, because it has really improved my fiction writing. And Mm. I wrote a book that was published, and it's out of publication now. Um, I have an extra copy. I will send it to you, Marcia, but it'll have to wait until after we move. Yeah, you move, like right. You know, I, I think, that, I think we'll that that's a good to thing it. to say. I think what you just said is really interesting because I heard Eleanor go, oh, you're right. Because I think mm. you're probably right because I think you get your emotions out in a poem, you know, in a different way. And then by doing that, other thoughts. I think people don't understand when you're writing and 
I, I'm sure this happens to both of you. You're looking at something or you're listening to something, and all of a sudden you think of something that you're thinking of for some of your writing. It has nothing to do with what you're writing, it, you know, what you're watching. It has to do what's in your mm-hmm. mind, and something clicks. It just clicks and goes, oh, this is a good thing. It's yeah. true. It's true. I think poetry, um, what it has taught me is to, to, to look um, – what is the word I'm trying to find? To, Deeper to, into to yourself. Resonate Deeper. With the word, just to be yeah. more emotional and more yeah. to, to see images in my head, which as an artist, and, and I'm sure Catherine feels the same way, you, you, you have a, a different way of looking at things. And I, I'm, a very, I'm a person that tends to look at details, um, you know, in paintings and in and, and an article, anything. So I'm always searching for the deeper meaning. And I think... It does make one feel vulnerable, but at the same time, it, it's liberating and it has helped my fiction um, to be more, to use more, you know, beautiful language, to think of symbolism. And I write that way anyway, but this yeah. really was, it, it, I think it's going to help. I really do. I think it's Yeah, I think I, I think I actually am going to take that advice about that because I think I do, I did, you know, even when I put my new book out, I did, I wrote a poem. Uh, and I didn't put it in the oh. book, but I wrote the poem before, uh-huh. you know, while I was doing it. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to put it in, Be- just because of that, because you know what you just said, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like because it, even though I wrote the book, it was something I felt about the character, but I didn't put it in the mm-hmm. book because maybe that's mm-hmm. why what you're saying is that is more vulnerable. But the truth is, when I did my book to life, I wrote the the. I remember what I did because when I wrote, it was a memoir of Sarah who was in a concentration camp. And I remember when, I just thought of it now when you were talking about that, that when I didn't know if she was going to be happy with what I did, you know, or what I was going to do, it's her story. Mm -hmm. She didn't write it at all. I was word for word what I wrote about what she said. But I wanted her to think, to know if I can do this. So I sent her the poem. It's in the book, and she loved it. And so then I figured, okay, I have the emotion that she need that I need to use to write that book. Exactly. And so the book that's in the book actually. But now that I didn't really put it together now till you ladies are ladies are both talking about this because we rarely talk (laughs) about this on the show. And so Mm -hmm. I think that if people are listening out there and they're afraid of doing something like this, maybe just try it and see if you're looking to get your emotions out for a character, this would be probably a good way to write that poem as your character maybe. Oh, that's an excellent piece of advice. That's excellent, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, I, you know, and I think that's a good idea for people. So I think because what you're both saying is, you know, letting it out because this writing is an art. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and if you really are into it, like you both really are good authors and you, more than that, you're deeper, you're deep people inside, which is why I thought the two mm-hmm. of you would be great together. I thought this is, these two <laughs> should definitely meet because... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true because sometimes I feel like certain people should definitely meet each other, you know, which right. is how I met you, which is which is how I met you, Eleanor, from Jack. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think exactly. that I think people don't understand that when we have people on our shows or we meet them, it's not just people you meet on Facebook. There are other people that you meet 
that along mm-hmm. the way that means something to you. Yeah. It's not just, yes. hey, how are you, you know. And I think for both of you, because I know both of you do not, like, put everything out there. I don't either. You know, uh, I put my books and that's it. But we don't put ourselves out there like some do because we just, that's who we are. It's not what we want to do. Right. Right. I, that's I right. That's you, right. It, it is true. I mean, it's as public as we tend to be. Um, it, I, I think that uh, a girlfriend actually pointed this out to me. She said, as much as you're out there, people really still don't know you because you don't put, you know, anyone. For example, she said, well, you know, they don't know how many people you've dated. They don't know really the right. Right. Even right. though, right. you know, right. even though we blog, you know, I'll blog. I'll talk about, you know, the pandemic. I started a pandemic diary um, yeah. at the beginning of 2020. And, but yeah, but I don't get into intimate details about my life. So this is why the poetry was kind of like, oh, geez, here we go. Okay, right, right. I, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take this, you know, because honestly, I do feel that that is a good way thinking about it now. Because sometimes, no matter how many shows I have, which I've done 12 years of shows, but sometimes, you know, when you hear something, it, resonates in your head and you go oh i think that's good you know because i take notes a lot of times on my shows because i think that's what people need to know if you think you know everything as a writer you're really not a writer you're not a writer no that's correct oh you have a surprise coming if you think you know everything (laughs) right exactly and you know and over the years i have met so many different people and we all have one thing in common that we write but that doesn't mean you know and we do all have different styles you know and i want to ask a question because i know people that listen to the show they want to they want me to always ask this question which they want to know how do when you're writing what how do you where do you write do you write in your house do you write i mean a lot of people now have to write in their house that didn't before but before the pandemic eleanor where did you write at home or did you you know, I think I know some of the places you wrote, but did you? Where do you do you write your best? I primarily write in my dining room or in a corner facing the wall. I am someone that will draw the curtains. I cannot write in public places very well. I'm very easily distracted um, because I'm a people watcher, which is good. But when yeah. I'm writing, I don't. I want to focus, so I write at home. I've I've tried. So you write days. facing I'm a wall. You were you were facing I the wall. Do. I do. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Because, because I'm. I want to focus, and I want kind of. I always say writing is like an out of body experience. Yeah. And yeah. I think you know I put I put I can't listen to music with lyrics. It has to be instrumental. I have the candle, you know, I and it's a beautiful corner. I'm facing a wall, but I'm facing wow. an oil painting. Yeah. It's interesting, <laughs> yeah. You've got your whole little setup there. This is good. I do. I do, yeah. I, I cannot uh yeah, I have to be in total total silence but with um acoustic music only. Usually classical wow. cello. Wow. Yeah. Catherine, mm-hmm. what about you? Well, I'm pretty much the same way that when I'm writing I, of course, I, I use the computer all the time, and I do quite a bit of research to make sure that I get things right. Yes. But when I'm actually writing, I am at my desk, and I have um, a bookcase, and it's surrounded, of course, by, by books. Well, right now I'm moving, but it'll be set up in the new house, too. <laughs> and I write on the computer. I also need silence. I can't have a lot of things going on. 
And if mm-hmm. I have music, it's just very environmentally, you know, uh, quiet and, and soothing and, and very nice. I can either have, like, some sitar music from India, as long as I mm-hmm. have it really low, or I will put on classic, oh. just like Eleanor does. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when we travel to places that I'm doing research, then I write, but it's mostly note-taking in order to come back to my desk and finish right. Right. the yeah. you know, particular yeah. things that yeah. I'm working on. Yeah. Do you write notes mm-hmm. by hand, or do you put it on your phone? Or I write them by hand. I put them on a um, yeah, When I'm taking pad. notes, I write them by hand. I keep a little notepad, a pretty yeah. thick notepad. And then what happens is then at night I go back and I transpose them onto the onto the computer. Yeah. And if I do interviews, I just recently did an interview with someone. I'm going to do a couple more for the current book that I'm writing just to get um, an expert point of view on some of the things that I'm writing about. And, again, I just use uh, hand notes. But then I walk in with a lot, you know, a great big notebook so that I don't run out of paper. And then yeah. again, as soon as I can, I transpose it onto the computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, right. You know, it, it's so interesting. Do you write? Well, Eleanor, do you write? You I think you just said that. Do you write? You write by hand too sometimes. You know, if I'm usually well, the first draft manuscript, I try I type it because uh-huh. I want to get it all out, all out. So I do do that at the very beginning, but but I kind of do things backwards. I know that it doesn't make sense to a lot of writers who plan and outline. I am not good at that. I really yeah, just, it either. doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I'm more in, instinctual, I guess you say, or intuitive. Yeah. So yeah. I just write out everything I can. So I can write like for for the laments, for example, which is my second novel, it's a work in progress. So I I have it written, it is done. But then I take chapter by chapter, and yeah. then I I print it out because I'm you know old fashioned. I have to have it in my hands. I can't always do it on the computer. So that's well, I, where I yeah, start. I think that's not a bad idea sometimes either because I do that a lot too because I think sometimes you can catch mistakes and things when you look, you're looking at it on the computer. Your eyes exactly. tend to wander a little. I think you know exactly for me exactly yeah yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll take notes and then I'll do chapter by chapter, which is what I'm doing now, taking chapter by chapter, and that's solely on Google Docs. So I use that um, to to basically to finesse everything or, or to, you know, put in the research. So now I'm kind of in the, I may be this book will come out in 2021. I'm not quite sure. 2021 for sure. I'm hoping for the end of this year, but I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, what yeah happens. but you never know. I know that's true. You don't know. Sometimes you just, you know, you finish it faster or it doesn't, you know, it, there's no, some people write really fast and some people don't, you know, and it just matters mm-hmm. the type of writer you are, you know. Um, very slow, I'm a fast-paced person, but I don't, I can't write fast. I don't, I, I used to be able to write faster, screenplays faster, but uh, mm-hmm. Books, you know, you need to go back, back and forth, and back and forth, and still, you're not ever. No, exactly. you know, nobody's ever that satisfied. Do you write straight through, Catherine? Do you just keep going, or do you stop and then read it, and I then go do, back um, and? Um, I start from the beginning. I don't outline. I do a few character sketches, but I don't outline yeah. at all. I have it all in my head. Yeah. But then, yeah. what happens is. 
from one day to the next, I don't know where I'm going to start or where it's going to take me. Right. And I like yeah. those surprises when the character says, uh-uh, we're not going that way, we're going right. this other way. Yeah. And, exactly. and that's usually, I follow my intuition because I've learned that the characters themselves know better as to where that's the right. story should go. And that's right. I, I love that aspect of it. You I know, and, and that's, that's true. Exactly. It is. It is. I think... I think they're probably, I don't know how many schools of thought, I don't even know, but I would say I'm definitely led by my characters and by the research. Something in my research will, will you know, illuminate yeah. something else. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, that's perfect. I can use that. I know, I know, but, I know. Yeah. See, I think that's true, and I think that's what's fun. That's maybe why we enjoy it so much, because sometimes if you have a full outline, it's like you you have to go, it's like a job then, you know. This way, oh. it's like you're in the story with your characters, and you're feeling it exactly. as they do. And they just can't and you're do living with sometimes. your characters, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. I think that's I really what that. happens. Yeah, and I, I, I think, too. you know, I think that when you write like that, I think it really gives you time to express yourself and I've never done a series so I when I started to do this last book it's all about love I finished the book well I didn't finish it I was going through the book and I thought oh maybe I'll do a series and I, and I said that on every book I do you know a lot of books they say write a series I go fine and I never do mm-hmm. so then I think about it and I write notes constantly but I don't so then on this mm-hmm. one there was a part and I went oh I'm going to make this a novella now because I think I can do this because I left it at a spot and then something happened and actually now I can do it because I left it somewhere where I thought, well, this will go. And so I started to write the second one, novellas, because I've seen people do short novellas as um, series. I'm not one, maybe because I wrote screenplays, but I wish I could write, you know, lengthier books. But it's just not me. I don't think I can. I've tried, to, but I just cut it at a certain point when I think it's enough. You know, maybe it's, I don't know why, what that is. Maybe it's because I am a screenwriter. Well, I, I look at myself as a screenwriter, so maybe with a screenwriter the story's done mm-hmm. and that's it. But now because of all the series, I think people mm-hmm. like series now. Mm, people I love don't series. People absolutely that. love series. Not everyone, yeah. of course. That's not for yeah. everybody. But people who mm-hmm. love them absolutely kill yeah. for the next one to come out. They are yeah. just so hooked onto those characters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think every author, when somebody starts talking about our characters, it's like such a thrill. Mm-hmm. I don't think people really know how much we like that. <laughs> when someone talks <laughs> about our characters <laughs> to us, so it's true. like, oh, yeah. my God, this is so wonderful. <laughs> they feel, it you know, is. and it was funny. It's really funny because I was – I. I've, after I finished the book, I love audiobooks. I've said it on every show. You know, I love audiobooks. So I put my mm-hmm. book on ACX, which is the Audible. And mm-hmm. uh, this gentleman, um, Tom Lennon, he narrated. Well, he's the narrator now. But as soon as I heard him, I went like, oh, this is good, because he auditioned. And so he turned out he's done already. I mean, he did a great job. And, he, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was really funny, because I emailed him, and I said, you know, I said, how did you get this father's voice? You know, what made you get this father's voice so well in the story? You know, do you have children? I don't know anything about him. So when he mentioned to me something about an actor, and he said, I got his voice. And I went like, oh, because that person reminded me of, 
my father and in a lot of ways when I see him. And the character is not my father, but that's where I got the character from in my head, pretending, you know, uh-huh. it was like a father. Cause he's, and it was so weird that he said that to me because actually I remember years ago when I was uh, um, when I was doing screenwriting and I was an agent, somebody had called, well, I'll say who it is, it's... <laughs> Ed Asner, Ed Asner called the office, and it was about one of my books and one of my screenplays. And he said, "You know," he said, "You, you I'll never forget this." He called and he said, "And I I was the author of it." And and I said, "It's me. I'm the one because I went under another name, a man's name, Max Irving." So, and I said, "It's me." So he goes, "Well," he goes, "Okay." He goes, "I love the story, but you go too fast at the end." He said, "You need to." You, yeah, you need to, don't rush to finish your ending. And I never forgot mm-hmm. that, you know, that he said that. And, but when the guy that did my narration said he he got the he got the Ed Asner voice, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, how weird was that? I'm so superstitious <laughs> as it is. And I'm thinking, whoa. But I thought it was, you know, because writing... A lot of writers are superstitious and have a lot of things go, you know, like that. We we think sometimes like that. Eleanor, do you have any mm-hmm. of that? I know you do. You're, you're spiritual, so I know. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Puerto Rican. I have tons of superstitions. I say I say to the friend on the laptop before this interview. <laughs> you, like I, you did what? What did you say? What did, I didn't hear that. What did you say? You took. I said I said I'm very I'm not really superstitious a little bit but more spiritual so I saged like used a sage stick and burned yeah. the sage stick around the phone <laughs> around the laptop. Catherine, uh, uh, are you yeah, superstitious? Well, <laughs> yes. Because, oh boy! <laughs> absolutely, I have my little rituals and my little things that my husband is constantly laughing about me. And one of them is something ending, a number ending in four. I just don't like the number four. I feel it's a, you know, not a particularly uh, auspicious wow, number. Wow, that's interesting. Or at least, and huh. so um, one time um, he went to exchange the uh, something for me, and he said, oh, the license plate ends in a four. And I said, don't bring it home. Don't bring it home. Go get another one. I don't care how much you have to pay to get another one. Don't bring it home. <laughs> but with my writing, I always, I, I have a little special jewelry that I put on. Sometimes oh when I'm doing, if I'm having yeah. a tough time, I will put uh, special jewelry on. And these are things that have come to me. They're from my mother and my grandmother. And I think, okay, that way I can just kind of be in the right space and, and wow. maybe, you know, they'll talk to the I characters. Get it. And the I, characters I totally will give get me ideas. that. <laughs> I totally it is. Get it is. You know, it is, it's true because a lot yeah. of people have superstitions, and they don't talk about it a lot, but my characters usually are superstitious. I mean, this new one, one he is superstitious, you know, and he always – I when I was a little girl, I we always – I don't know why. You know, sometimes you you – my grandmother was superstitious, so she. I got all her superstitions, you know. But it's yep. like I always w- would think a penny is good luck and whatever. And so I always, whenever we went by a fountain or any kind of fountain or waterfall, I always threw <laughs> change. Whatever I have is change and made a wish, and I have no idea why. And in my book, this one, I added it to the character because – 
it just fits, and it's just like some things we just do, and we don't even know where we got it. Oh, but we do it. I think it's my first book, A Decent Woman, if that's not full of superstition and, and mythology and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's full of everything and everything yeah, that I've grown up with. Puerto Rico. Well, I wanted in I wanted to bring that up, Eleanor, because um, the superstitions <laughs> and the gospel in Ponce um, reminded me a little bit of, of Gar- uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez when he wrote Love in the Time of Cholera, because that takes oh. place in Cartagena wow. in Colombia, even though uh-huh. he doesn't name the town. It's not called right. Cartagena, oh, you knew it, but, but that you is knew the what town. it was. But, yeah. Yeah. And exactly. uh, a lot of the superstitions and so on that you have and the traditions and so on come, you know, uh, come out in, into some of his work. Exactly. Of course, he's uh, magical realism, so that's that's another exactly. uh, kind of element that, that, that um, yeah, yeah, I know that that, that comes up a lot, that magical realism, because I think yeah. in my book when I used a dog as an angel, I didn't even realize that was, you know, a um, genre, I guess. And it is, I guess. Yeah. It's a genre on Amazon, a magical realism, you know. And, yeah. I, you know, I just have these things in me, in my head, but I don't, mm-hmm. but you don't always know that other people do. But when you meet more mm-hmm. writers, I think some writers, I, you know, a lot of my friends aren't superstitious. My regular friends in life and my family, my mm-hmm. son is superstitious. But, um, but in uh, my, my mother, my grandmother, we, my, well, my, my son got it from my mother and grandmother, and I had it too. I have it too. You can't help it. And you don't even know. I was writing a screenplay with my editor, that uh, Jeff Fleischer, he's done all my work, and we did a screenplay, a horror screenplay together, and I kept saying, you mm-hmm. can't do this, you can't do that, and he goes, what are you talking about? I go, well, mm-hmm. I, it was one thing that was saying, oh, you, that somebody put a hat on a bed, and I go, you cannot put a hat on a bed. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, I don't know why. My grandmother and mother said you cannot put a hat on a bed. So I don't, I don't even know sometimes why. I say it, or mm-hmm. it just sticks with you. Wouldn't you say that they stick with you? Sometimes we don't know why we did it, except that we just learned that that was something to do. We did. I think in, yeah. in, in Puerto Rico, in my case, it's, it's the maternal line. Um, all the women in my on my maternal, my mother's family, my grandmother, all cousins, very, very spiritual, very um, superstitious as well. I think it's just how I grew up. That's the maternal line normally. Yeah, so it must be right. It must be how we grow up. It's right. very, yeah, it's very <laughs> dominant, very dominant. Yeah, we're very spiritual. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My daughter. I, I never looked at it like that when I was young. I just did it, you know. I, I mean, that's probably when mm-hmm. I got older, I realized what they were. But, you know, you just, it. it's just, I guess it is born in us sometimes, too. Also, just, you know, yeah. we can't blame everything on our mothers and grandmas. It comes from us too, because you could be you could be born in the same family, and some families aren't some people aren't superstitious, and some are, you know. Exactly, that's true. But I, I can true. I can see how both of you right. I, I'm it's interesting, you know. I never really asked that question too much of who's superstitious, but I thought this might be a time to ask. <laughs> well, even people, even readers who don't who are not superstitious. I think that a lot of them still enjoy reading about characters that have superstitions. Yeah. I include yeah. just a little bit of it in my books, in my Nikki Garcia thriller series, and in mm. the first book, which is in Colombia, in the country of Colombia. And um, and by the way, it does have uh, Cartagena in it, but it mostly mm. takes place in Medellin. And mm-hmm. uh, there are a few little things. 
but not um, not to the degree. Because also, what I found interesting about uh, about your book, Eleanor, is that you, it is historical, and at yep. that time, people were even more open about their superstitions than they are. Yeah. This is part of daily life. So mm, um, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Then that, that is true. Exactly. So I don't have right. as much. Because mm-hmm. you don't yeah, really they, find they people were, talking about they it. They were open about it, but the Catholic Church was was also involved. So, so with with especially with um in the the time and and during the slave you know when they were slaves in Puerto Rico, um, that's where the um, the superstitions and the 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 um, the stories, the Santeria, the the brought from Africa, the traditions. Um, they, they've, they've been, they're in the, the society. And I remember as, as a young girl, I mean, I went to a psychic when I was young. Um, she was the very famous in, on the island. Um, so that's been in my, my, uh, my life. That's, that was very yeah. common. Yeah. It, was, it was very accepted. But even to this day, there's still a lot of, um, there's a lot of superstition, but there's also, a love of ancestors I find now, which I think is very important and, you know, yeah. our roots. And so for me um, to write this novel that started as a tribute to my grandmother, I had no aspirations that I was going to write a novel, you know, for goodness sake, I didn't even know, I really did not know what I was doing. And yeah. I think that that was just channeled um, because Anna was never meant to be the main character. She was, um, my grandmother's midwife, and and her my grandmother's midwife in real life was named Anna, but no one knew much about her. They didn't know where she, what island she was from. They knew she was Caribbean, or you know, she spoke with an accent. So really, I made up Anna's history and who she is and and her backstory. But it's it's something that was it was a love. It was a I have a great love for Puerto Rico and the history and the culture. And the African influence, um, obviously, very, very important and very important in my life as well. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. a share. It is. But definitely superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I bought your book, uh, Eleanor, I'm getting all of these oh, um, ads from Amazon and other, on other Puerto Rican authors. Um, so <laughs> here's will probably oh. not be the only one I'll read on, on Puerto Rico to pronounce it the way I would normally Excellent. pronounce it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And I have both of your books on order as well. I can't wait. I yeah, I think, wait. you know, and I think that's really, it's a good thing. You know, the problem, you know, with um, reading, you know, we're all, everybody, you can't really expect everybody to read everything we want to, you know, and everybody wants to read everybody. But I think with all of us, we're all writing. And the last year has been, you know, I mean, I, I remember I had several children's shows last year, a lot of them last year, because uh, it was so hard with having the kids home. So I had a lot of children's shows with authors on and then like mm-hmm. um i think it was a couple of weeks ago we were just saying we can't i had one of them on that was on the first time when i decided we're just going to do shows when it started i thought well should i do shows should i not do shows and then we started to do them and talk about it and you know a lot but you know it was such a very tough year for people last mm-hmm. year that yeah. we've yeah. all you know and because the other day when we the other week when we were talking about it, it was just so weird to realize a year had gone by and now it's more than a year. And, you know, so I think that 
uh, all of us have probably changed in a lot of ways. Uh, Eleanor, do you think yes. you've changed at all or how you feel about things? Um, I think with my writing, um, I'm more, well, poetry, because it's such an intimate craft, and, and I think that when you, when, you th- when you think of mortality and so many beautiful souls who passed, and it was yeah. every day, every day, every yeah. day, yeah. and yeah. I thought, what am I waiting for? Like, really? Yeah. This, this needs yeah. to be out if it's not... Right. You know, it's not recognized or appreciated or whatever, but I needed to do it. Because it's a more it's sense a of urgency. Legacy. Yes, an urgency that we didn't probably get before. It is. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. I think it was yeah. um, to leave something behind, you know, in case something happened. No, none of us <clears> really knew what was happening Nobody. in 2020, you know. Catherine, so what are Catherine? Be- yeah. Well, I was just going well, to say, because nobody knew. Even right. though I've always... I've always felt like I'm uh, more of an introvert than an extrovert. And when the uh, pandemic first started and, of course, we were staying at home, um, I thought, well, this isn't going to impact me that much because I'm a writer and I'm basically an introvert. But as more and more time went by, I realized that I needed to have an outlet. I needed to reach out to people. And I'm not, you know, I'm not someone that stays at home all the time. I don't mean to be to say that I'm an extreme introvert, but I need my downtime to get my writing done. But I found that it impacted me tremendously. So then it got me to thinking about all the children that, of course, you helped through your program. Um, if it was bad for adults, we can at least reach out to others and um, and talk about it. A lot of children don't know how to react to it. They don't know know how to express themselves. And that's where it has been. I just, um, I mean, I could cry over what uh, it has done for our children. So I I think that I've never thought about writing children's books before, but I thought, well, sometime in the future I am going to write one. It's not obviously going to be out for any kind of pandemic. At least I hope not. But... Um, it just made me think of things yeah, that so that's I would what, sometimes right. like see, to write. Yeah, see, that's how different we all feel. Like, like Eleanor, when you're saying urgency. See, but the thing about writing mm-hmm. is your books, mm-hmm. you know, Kate, Decent Woman, you know, whatever you've done, and even if it's just one mm-hmm. book like that somebody does, it's always going to be out there. So it is a piece yeah. of whoever it is that wrote it, you know, 10 years from now. And that's one of the things I try to explain mm-hmm. to people because they're always saying, oh, what's the new book out? What's your new book? What's your new book? But the fact of the matter mm-hmm. is it, there's nothing wrong with reading books that are five years old, 10 years old. Why? I mean, why not? You know, I mean, and that is a problem for the bookstores because a lot of the bookstores, which are not existent, a lot of them right now, but they need to go to the past too. They can't keep just saying, "Oh, these are yeah. just new books," you know. And I find no, that really bad for authors is they're always looking for just the new book. I mean, but what about right. the good books that they're missing? Right. I, and there's I think a lot that of there are excellent books out there that people miss. And I read a lot yes. of older books, yeah. and I usually write reviews on Goodreads about them because I think it is important that okay, this was written mm-hmm. 15 years ago. But it's a great book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, me too. I think so. I think both of you I have think, left something, regardless if you write another word. You have left something. Right. And I that's think, I think really that's important. important. It is important, I think, 
Um, I know with my second book, oh, sorry, now I'm not used to saying third book, with the lament, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's set in 1926, which is right around the Spanish flu epidemic. So amazing that when I started it, I started it in 2016. Um, that's how long it takes me to finish a book. Um, but well, no, now it's okay. With this, with this pandemic, and, yeah. and researching what happened, you know, in Puerto Rico, um, because it's also set in Puerto Rico in the, it's an island off the coast of, of San Juan, which was, which in Spanish is Isla de Cabras, which means island of goats. Well, that was a, that was a, a quarantine station. I didn't even know that until probably the fourth year. I started looking because I, I, it was very difficult to find information about um, island of goats at the, when I was searching or I was searching in the wrong places I'm not sure but I think timing is everything right and yes. when I realized my god this is like exactly what we're living they were living it in you know 1926 27 so that's been a real eye-opener um, that it, it even though it was written yeah I'm still I can feel what I'm going through now and it helps a lot with the characters who are on this leprosarium. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think I now you're now probably when you do research, though, now you can find it online. Sometimes when you went to a library or something in the past, for like I used to do all the time, you might miss mm. certain things. But online you can find almost anything mm. from so many years ago or whatever. It just comes up, you know, and then cool. well, Marcia, well, you know, the other day, uh, though, I'm right now. I'm writing uh, a book on uh, another Nikki Garcia thriller, and it starts in Miami and goes to Cuba. The name of it will be Missing in Miami. And one I Good found name. very interesting is that I was doing all sorts, of, you know, trying to research some things on Cuba, and I wasn't having much luck with the particular line of, mm-hmm. of inquiry that I was following. And then suddenly, I meet some Cubans. I get an interview with this other person who uh, knows a lot about Cuba. And, you know, it just sort of happened. And, again, going back to that spiritual superstitious part, you know, did that happen? Just was it a coincidence? Well, some people say there are no, no coincidences. That all yeah, of that right, I know. goes into right. the collective unconscious and it comes out again. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And I think when you're writing, you're, when you're writing, you think, think about these things that now more than ever, because you know naturally we're all superstitious. So when something happens, then you go, "Oh, really? I mean, why did mm-hmm. that happen? <laughs> or how did that happen?" <laughs> I think, well, in Puerto Rico's case, I think because it's a Spanish colony or an American colony, sorry, U.S. territory almost, um, that a lot of the history, a lot of Puerto Rico's history, was kind of melded into the U.S. history, and not not a lot was written, frankly. So I had to the research that I had to do. I had to be in Puerto Rico to do the research that I wanted, that I needed. Oh. So that was the difficulty um, because yeah. there there was there isn't a lot in American history books about Puerto Rico. Do you know what I mean? So I had yeah. to really yeah. dig deep, 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 and, and and to visit the island to to conduct interviews um and so the, oh, that's great it's the same yeah it's it's the same with this book there are a lot of doctoral um thesis um a lot of things that i'm reading now that that i you know i just never saw i just never saw but 
I think it is timing. I think everything is illuminated. Yeah, and as, as you're writing, sometimes when you look up, something comes to mind, and then you go, oh. I mean, that, that's what's the fun about writing, is that when yeah. you're writing, all of a sudden you think, well, what does that character do, or what is this? And then all of a sudden something comes to you, and you never thought about it before, and you go, oh, my God, this is so exciting, because it was something that mm-hmm. fits, but you never, you couldn't have planned it. Because you wouldn't right. even, it's just something, but that's why for people that are listening out there, if they're waiting for the right time to write, that's not true. You can't do that. Just write. It'll come mm-hmm. to you, but it's not going to come to you. Totally right there, like, I'm going to write at 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow. I'm going to start. No, just start. Oh, exactly. That's right. Exactly. It, that's right. And, and I do want to be true. Just start happen. writing. Yeah, I, I do want to say, you know, uh, one thing before I forget, I almost, I, I hate to do this when I forget this, but okay, T- uh, Thursday I have a special show we're doing. I think my new show is Hello Hollywood about about series and about how, stories that people really like. And because of the pandemic, I decided to do this because everybody's been watching so much TV, you know, uh, Hulu and Netflix. So I'm doing the show on Thursday. I'm adding one, which is going to be. Very good. It's on Handmaid's Tale. Uh, this is a story. I didn't even want to watch it because I went like, I don't think I want to watch this. And all of a sudden I started watching it and I couldn't stop. I went to all the seasons. I kept going. It was like a job. I couldn't, I had to finish this. And then I really loved it. And it was very, you know, a lot of parts of it were, I I kept going, could this really be happening? And could this happen? And it was just like, oh, they can't do anything worse. And then they did. So we're doing a show on Thursday with Elizabeth Black, Karen Peters, and Judy Bobby. And you, if you want to be on any of the shows, anybody listening, that I'm having about Hello Hollywood, you don't have to be an author. Because I oh, really good. would like people that also just want to talk about the things that we've been watching, you know, because people Marcia, have been watching. Mm-hmm. Marcia, you should also invite Margaret Atwood. I think she'd probably find time oh. to be on your show. Um, I, I don't know um, about this. She's, oh my God! She, she, I well, thought about she it. used to be very open about it. <laughs> really? A long no time, time ago, she used to be very open about you know doing things wow. like that. Okay. Maybe wow. the pandemic has changed. I don't know. Changed well, her, maybe she would. She I mean, because be honestly, people have been really nice to come on shows that I've done shows for twelve years. So I do. You know, I never thought of. I know because it's such a it's so incredible. I I know some people you know and a lot of people didn't want to watch it and they did watch it and some still won't watch it. But it is hmm. it is so unbelievable that and the acting oh. is incredible. So Thursday uh-huh. at four Eastern, we'll talk about it. And Catherine or Eleanor, if you have shows that you want, just let me know. I'm having uh, Dick Belsky on and. Um, Vincent Zandri, they're two uh, best-selling authors that do thrillers and whatever, and they're going to come on the show to talk about different things too because I think sometimes we want to talk about other things other than our work, you know, mm, uh, yes, because true. it's so know, interesting to hear what other people think. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, yeah, I, I I know Dick Belsky. You did oh, you Dick do? Oh, he's great. Right? He's been on a few yeah, times. He's, he's really good, I know. He's entertaining, yeah, he, he he's smart, I mean, you know, and York. I think that's one of the things is that now since people are home, I mean, they have been watching mm-hmm. so much. 
So mm-hmm. it's, you know, and then then sometimes you go, oh, I really want to talk about it. And maybe your husband, wife, or friends, they don't want to talk about it because they haven't watched it. They go, what is wrong with you? I didn't watch that show. And you're, you're like so excited to talk about it and nobody to talk to. So we are going to have this. <laughs> you know, it's almost an hour. I can't believe this This went so fast. I hope you both come on again together. I mean, I'll have you both together. This should be because oh, there's so much to talk about, you know, but I want everybody yeah. to be able to know where they can find you. And um, anybody that, you know, if you're looking for an author that's been on my show, just let me know and I'll get you in touch with them, you know, uh, if you can't find them. Because I think a lot of times we're all marketing, but I am trying myself my best not to market not to be out there as much on Facebook. It's I spend too much time on it and I know that. It's not mm, it's not it's, really productive. It really is it's, it's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. It really is. Yes, it's it, it is. It's hard to hard, know how you know too much. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think, hardly been on Facebook recently because I'm I'm in the process of moving and that is a it's a lot of work. Let me just That's put it a that full time job yeah. moving. That's a full time job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's yes, definitely it a full time. Uh, but it's almost there. It's almost over. You'll be moving soon. That's a good thing. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> All right, so where can we find Marcia, you, thank Eleanor? thank you so much. And oh, you're welcome. I, I, want, wait, I want you to say you. your links. I, I want you to say the links where they can find you. And Eleanor? Oh, I'm um, on I'm, everything. Everything of mine is on Amazon. Um, and, of course, you can always contact me at Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, dash lane l-a-n-e dot com and send me an email sign up for my newsletter on my website and uh either way you can you can get in contact with me i love hearing from fans i answer everything that i receive from fans and if you want an autographed book you can get on my website and send me an email otherwise everything is on amazon and uh, the titles of the books are waking up in medellin um, are you on Amazon zone. only, or, or are you are you I on Amazon next Unlimited? Year, next year, or? I will be going broad. We were broad, and then we just decided to go Amazon because we were doing some international stuff, and then we're going to yeah. go broad again next year in 22. And then the yeah. last mm-hmm. book, Revenge in Barcelona, that is also um, on Amazon. See, I go back and forth with that. Should I be unlimited? Should I not be unlimited? I go back and forth. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. the answer. After all these years, I really don't. I, I don't know. You know, because you know, I look at Barnes and Noble, and I they don't even put reviews on there, and you know, and I don't know how people seem to get the reviews on there because most people they don't get rev- that many reviews. But on Amazon, you can see the reviews. You know that people have got. Exactly. You, you know, exactly. and I don't know. Okay, Eleanor. So where are you? Um, yeah, I'm also uh, a decent woman. Is on Amazon. Tight not loose threads is on Amazon. A pre-order right now, and the release date for the poetry book is uh, April 29th. Um, and I'm real excited about that. Um, I'm my website is eleanorparkersafia.com, and that's E L E A N O R. P-A-R-K-E-R-S-A-P-I-A dot com. My books are there. I blog at The Writing Life. And um, the and I website. wanted to ask you a question. On your link tree, you know, that link, T-R dot E-E, yeah. the link tree, I'm on yeah. that too. But I noticed that you did something that I have not done, and I think it might be a good idea, that I noticed that you put your book title as one of the links. 
Yes, absolutely. The um, the tight knots, loose threads poetry is the first link. Um, a decent woman is on there, both on Amazon. Um, everything's on there, and that was. A, but it's a not just a link. Has, but it's not just a link to Amazon. It says the name, so people can instead exactly. of just going through Amazon. I like that. I'm going to try that myself because I think that's a good idea. I am on that. I don't know if Ellen, I. I don't know if you like it, Eleanor. I do. You know, Catherine. Do you know about that? It's linked. I do. To, yeah, because I think it's really good. I mean, you can it put is. all your links in one place. Yeah, exactly. No, I have yeah. not. I have to look into it. Yeah, look Definitely. into that. It's e e, And you put all your, mm-hmm. you can put every link you have in that yeah. link, you know, and it's really good because it's in one spot. Exactly. So, but I like the fact that, that you put in, like, Decent Woman. I like that you, you could see what it was. Exactly. It's it's you been know. great, and people have contacted me through through the link tree. Yeah. Um, okay. Link, but uh, the only thing I don't know how to do yet, and I need some help, is how to how to um, what's the word? How to rearrange what I've already put on there. <laughs> you know I, mean? I know this. I know. Like, See, that's you know that's the whole thing about marketing. I mean, that's none of us know exactly what the right thing to do is because you know you just we do what you do and then you guess and then you try something else and then someone else thinks it's good and you, you don't know. You really don't. So yeah. you know yeah. it does. Be, that's a hard thing. You know. It but is. I, I want to. Yep. Go ahead. We are what learning we every day. Yeah. Oh, every day is a learning. That's for sure. <laughs> every day. All right. And thank you both so much. I'm so glad that you met, and thank I'm glad that you. you're both on. You know, and I'll definitely plan a show for both of you. And if either of you want to come on at any time, just let me know. And if you want to join any of the shows that are Hello Hollywood that I put out, just let me know if there's shows that you watch. Because, uh and I got a list of shows. I can't, you know, and I don't know, you know, this one seems to be one that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'll think about that. I'm going to try that with Margaret Atwood. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd love to know what she was thinking. Oh, boy. That's something else. Absolutely. Definitely. I need that. Okay, we got to find that out. I'm going to check that out. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Marcia. All right, and everybody out there, thank you so much, and I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Nice to meet you, Catherine. Bye-bye. It was Thank nice you. to meet bye-bye. you, too. Bye-bye. Thank bye-bye. you both. Bye-bye. Bye.